0: Welcome to Genesee Valley Church, where we are loving God, loving people, and loving life. This is the year 2022, and this is the year that you are going to bring change into your life. We are praying and believing that this year helps you develop a heart of God for yourself, for your home, and for your family. We know that you will be blessed by the message and the word that God has for you today. Let us help you answer your call and make this your year.
1: This is a year that I pursue God passionately. This is the year that my marriage gets on fire. This is the year that my home finds harmony. This is the year that I experience financial stability. This is the year that I fulfill the plan of God for my life. Maybe this is the year that I'm going to answer the call. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome as i said the last few weeks has been awesome learning about it's kind of like fueling up at the pump and going on our way and so when you when you take your uh vehicle to the gas station and you fill it up you're really your vehicles energized when you got a full tank it's like i can go anywhere for like a lot of miles on my vehicle i can push a button and it'll tell me like how many miles i have so it's like 400 and some miles I got and then when it gets down my gas is getting lower and lower and get down the mileage you only have this many miles before you're not going to have anything left no more fuel and so when we think about prayer last week uh, pastor was talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit when we think about prayer it's kind of the same way Really, it is the same way. Have you ever uh, gone uh, days or even weeks, maybe months, without being in the Word? Or without praying? Have you felt empty on the inside? Or just kind of like, God, are you there? Do you hear me? (laughs) You kind of feel like, I can't really hear God. It's really kind of fuzzy. And I just don't feel like I'm hearing really clear. Well, that tells us that we need to fuel up. And the biggest way that we fuel up is through God's word. And the more that, have you ever found the more that you're in the word, the better you pray? Like the more comes out that you pray about. And it's because you're putting the word in your spirit. And so when when you go to pray, that word comes out. And you pray the word, which is praying the will of God. And it comes to pass. Because you're in agreement with God. And so there's just little nuggets like that about prayer that I think we lose sight of. If we just grab hold of those nuggets, we'll have clear direction for what's ahead. And so we believe this is a big year for Genesee Valley Church. And uh, I don't know about you but when I look around Flint uh, anytime we tell somebody yeah we, we pastor a church in Flint oh yeah we, we pastor in Flint we don't get like these like whoa that's awesome I bet there's a lot going on there no it's usually like oh you do how's it going there how's the water there how's the crime there I saw Flint on the news. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not what God was doing in Flint. It was like uh, the bad stuff. (laughs) But, I, you know, I've noticed I never really get a really great reaction. (laughs) And I'm like, that's why God has me there. (laughs) And so it just kind of makes me laugh because... Uh, there's a lot of times I feel like I'm from Oklahoma. Originally, I'm an Oklahoma girl. And so uh, I married somebody out of Bible school. We were in, he came to Oklahoma to get me. <laughs> he came, we were in the same Bible school. And uh, obviously, we got married and I moved to Michigan. And so it was a whole new way of living, new culture Culture shock, weather shock, all the way around, different. (laughs) But I love Michigan, and Flint is in our heart. And so when God puts a place in your heart, you can't get away from it. Even in the uh, dry times, the bad times, or the not-so-great times, where you're like, God, I think maybe we have heard wrong did it change, or did I, did, are you sure, Flint, are we supposed to be here? And you know what God's told us? Call never changed. I haven't changed it. Stay planted. And so when I look at all the churches that have come and gone, come and gone, come and gone, maybe because it's Flint, I don't know, <laughs> come and gone, we're still here. And we're not here on our own Merits, believe me. We're here because God has kept us here. God has been faithful in and out, in and out, in and out. Even when we were like, God, where are, if you don't move, we're going out. (laughs) There's no other way in this. God always has seen this church through. And uh, just look at the building he's got for us, or he's gave to us. The easiest thing, one of the easiest things we have done since we've been in ministry. And uh, and so all praise goes to God, but your church is still here, so that means you're a part of something really big. And your church has stood the test. We've passed the test, we're here, we're moving forward. And so uh, I'm excited about this year, and uh, so I just had some things in my heart about prayer, and so we're going to look at just some things in the Bible today. And then I don't, if you don't come on Wednesday nights, Pastor encouraged you last week to come on Wednesday nights. He said a lot of times when people say or hear that it's prayer, uh, they don't come. And actually this Wednesday night I think is our first Wednesday, right? Yes. It's our first Wednesday an actual service. And so uh, we're going to have like just like a Sunday morning service. And so you'll want to come out. But then after that, we're just going to be praying. And it's not like we're just going to be praying how I said it, but we are praying for our city. And so when we come together, things are going to change. I'm so pumped up that, you know what, it's time. if we're still here, then it's time for things to change and move. And uh, so we were praying last week, and just God showed us some things, and we believe that God gave us an assignment of a specific things to pray out and uh, some things that have been hindering our movement. And uh, so that's, that's prayer. We're unfolding the mysteries, how Pastor talked about last week. Uh, there are mysteries that we can pray out future events, things that are holding something up, and we have authority in prayer that Jesus gave to us. And so let's get started here. And uh, so we we do not live under an old covenant. We live under a new covenant now. In prayer, we pray under that new covenant or up out from that new covenant. And the deep in you calls out for deep. Have you ever, when you got born again, you asked Jesus into your heart. And then after a little while, you were so excited because you have Jesus and it's like a new life in you. When people accept Jesus, there's a brightness that comes on their face and joy. I love to watch it. (laughs) But that same experience comes when you get filled and you begin to pray out the will of God for your life but before you get filled there's like something on the inside that's calling out for something you're not satisfied you want more there's just something and anytime we hear someone saying that we know exactly what they need now you need to be filled and so when that deep calls out for deep It's calling out for more of God, and there's always more of God for us to know. Uh, Pastor referred over to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, that we pray out mysteries. That is plans and the purposes of God for your life, for your church, for your city, for your nation, even for your president. And over in Romans chapter 8 verse 26 it says that you have the helper of the help of the Holy Spirit that when you're praying when you don't know what to pray for he helps you and speaks through you and you pray out God's plan and God's purpose for your church, for your life, and so Pastor gave examples of that last week. And uh, so, if you're wondering what those were, you can go back and listen to it. But prayer makes roads. When we come together on a Wednesday night or any other any time, when you are praying, you're making roads. Each one of us has a road that we, uh, when we come together, we build a road. We have to prepare and make those roads available for God to move on. And so, when God puts you in a city, and you don't know that, you're just looking at everything that's wrong and everything that's not happening, and what is wrong with everybody? Why don't they go to church? Well, um, you you make a road available for your church, for you, for your life, for your kids. You connect them to the purpose and the plan of God. And so your prayers are vitally important. Let's turn over to Jeremiah chapter 1. We'll start there. If I can get there. (laughs) Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. We'll go down to verse 10. It says, see, I have appointed you this day over the nations. Now I know that you'll say, Well, Jeremiah was a prophet. And so that's not really for me and my life or things going on. But it has to do with prayer. And so it pertains to anybody in prayer. I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to uproot, break down, to destroy, to overthrow, to build, and to plant. So this is how God does things. This is how he sees things. And so when we see something that's not right or not put together, how we want it, or functioning the way we think, we just throw it out, right? And think, well, just move on to the next thing. That didn't work. No, God says, put it together. And how we put it together is through prayer. When you go up and read uh, in Jeremiah, it says the words of Jeremiah. You go in verse 4, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet. Then said I, all oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I'm only young. I'm a youth. The Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth. For you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I'm with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth and the Lord said to me behold I have put my words in your mouth when you pray you're praying God's words see I have this day set you over nations and over kingdoms and so when you pray you are changing a nation you're changing kingdoms, but how are you doing this? You're rooting out, you're pulling down, you're destroying things that need to be destroyed. And to throw, you're throwing down things that need to, be, need to come down. You're building things that need to be built and you're planting things. You do that in prayer. And maybe that's a whole nother side of prayer that you're like, what? By the Holy Spirit, by God's help, he prays through you. And you give voice to his purpose and his plans on the earth. And it's not just your little area, but my, what if we all came together and had a heart To see God move in Flint. What would change? A lot would change. So how's he going to do this? So it's like we're a demolition crew that's going in when you go in to pray. It's not just blindly going in and praying and hoping that God's going to move on our behalf. But we know that God's moving. Because he said, he just told us what to do. The Lord's going to give Jeremiah a mouth, and he, he touched his mouth before he did anything. God granted him power to speak. He used his authority to possess a nation and even cities. So that was Jeremiah. What about Daniel? feel like we need the kids in here today for all the stories of the Bible (laughs) what about Daniel called to go to a heathen nation they didn't want anything to do with God not the one he served (laughs) and they didn't care they didn't want to know about him. they were serving their own image they worshiped the other this image but through prayer and standing in the gap for a nation what happened he changed his nation. How did he change his nation? Just how Jeremiah did rooting out, building up, and pulling down strongholds. The king, King Nebuchadnezzar said he was the most outstanding man in his nation. They were a heathen, not a God fearing nation. And here comes Daniel. And at the end of it, who did God give power and anointing in a nation? His guy, Daniel. And the king, or the president, looked at him and said, you have done well, you are an outstanding man, and honored him. In the midst of all that was she'd. Ra- <laughs> she'd ra- <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Say that really fast. (laughs) You know that story. They wouldn't bow because they knew who their God was. And look how God intervened on their behalf. God showed up. God helped them. I don't know about you, but I don't really want to be in that kind of scenario. (laughs) But in these days, we're in scenarios that are probably going to be similar. I will not bow. I will stand for God and his word, and God will take care of me. God will send me help. So that's another example of prayer and God touching someone's mouth. And I've got a purpose and a plan for why God has me here in a heathen nation. Here's another one, Joseph. Probably familiar with the story of Joseph. He was put in a nation in the most adverse situation. The anointing on him, because of the anointing on him in his life, the nation prospered. God gave him dreams and guided him all along the way. And others looked at him like, who do you think you are? What, how do you know that? And why would you say that? You're God's anointed. But God anointed him for such a time. And he led his nation. Pharaoh said, we cannot find another in whom the power of God rests upon. (laughs) That's the favor of God. Through his mouth and using it for prayer and seeing what God wants done in a nation, in a city. Another one is Esther. That's probably my favorite one. (laughs) She was a Jewish girl that lived in what is now a modern-day Iran. There was a decree that all the Jews of Shushan be killed. Mordecai, Esther's uncle, Sent word to the palace. She, he wanted her to talk to the king. Let's go over there. Esther chapter 4. Esther chapter 4. And uh, we'll start, let's see here. We'll start at verse 11. Remember, she was a Jewish girl, so she's not well-liked. He had sent out, the uh, king had sent out a decree. He's going to kill all the Jews. Kind of sounds like uh, modern day, doesn't it? Against Israel. Verse 11 says, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court where the king is, Who has not been called by the king. So if he didn't say, I want so and so, then you better not show up. Because if you show up, you're going to die. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) It says, who has not been called, he has but one law, put all to death. Except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter, that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. So she's telling Mordecai, um, I can't, can't go in there. So they told Mordecai Esther's words. Mordecai told them to answer Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. So she thinks, well, God's given me favor. I can go in there. And he's saying, hey. Hey. The law is to you just like every other Jew. You're going to die. Verse 14, for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. That's like the the popular (laughs) scripture right there. Come to the kingdom for such a time as this. She had a purpose. And her purpose was to deliver her people. Find favor with the king. Well, you don't just show up and do that. You do that by God's power on you and his anointing for a season or a certain time in place God had given her a purpose and a plan and she had to walk it out she had to pray it out she knew why she was there and wow look what happened God's purpose came through they were delivered it turned to their favor for such a time as this. When you go down and read verse 17, uh, so Mordecai went his way, did according to all that Esther commanded him. And so it took uh, people coming together to see this through. It wasn't just one on her own, but she had, Mordecai helped her. And Mordecai, her uncle, gathered people and said, All right, this is what we're going to do. They came together just like we we can in prayer. Come together for such a time as this and see God's purpose come to pass. In Flint, where God is, where you can see that God is there and things are happening. Praise the Lord. When you go over to... Uh, God will not do apart from prayer what he will do through prayer. So God needs us, our voice, in prayer to see things come to pass. Over in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. It says, a voice of one is calling out. Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. That's making a road. Remove the obstacles. Make straight and smooth in the desert a highway for our God. (gasps) Don't you just love that? A voice of one is calling. Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Remove the obstacles. So in prayer, we prepare the way of the Lord. We're the road construction crew. We move obstacles out of the way because there's a lot of obstacles that the enemy brings all the time in your life, in your kids' lives, in, for your church, for your city, for your nation. Obstacles. There's all kinds of obstacles that can come up. And so when we come in, we tear them down root them root root them up throw them out and then we build the road and we build what God wants on that road and we plant things that God needs planted does that make sense so we prepare the road in verse 4 it says every valley shall be raised and every mountain and hill be made low we're still in Isaiah chapter 40 Or in verse 4, every valley shall be raised, every mountain and hill be made low, and let the rough ground become a plain, and the rugged, rugged places a broad valley. So that's a lot of construction that we do in prayer. This is what happens through prayer, even though we can't see it. So a lot of times, you can't see things going on, but you know you're prayed for it. You know, it makes me think of uh, the wind. When the wind is blowing, do you see the wind blowing? You don't see the wind blowing, but you see the results of the wind blowing. (laughs) When it's really blowing, you can really see the results. But you see the blowing through the trees. Maybe you go out, and it's blowing through your hair. You see things, if it's really windy, falling over, crashing. (laughs) Things not where they're supposed to be. So when you pray, you don't see the things that you're moving and things that you're placing, the plans that you're praying, but all the while, you're doing that. You're moving that out. Now I need this here. I need that obstacle to move out of my way. That needs to go, but now I need this to come in. And you may not even know it, but when you pray by the Holy Spirit, he knows exactly what to pray for. And so God just needs your mouth. And so when he touches your mouth, you're anointed and you pray it out. So it's all good. It's good. Good things. So when we pray, matters turn. Things turn. The example of things turning is, uh, Pastor talked about last week, uh, coming into the building. We would not be here if it had not been for people praying. And us listening and obeying what God told us to do. But it, oh, it helped. It make, made it so much easier. <laughs> I'm thankful for God's help. Because it was easy when it probably could have been hard. And so we, we were in the building. Obviously, we had the old building still. And then uh, it came up. I think we had like a land contract kind of thing going on. And then in 2019, it was becoming ours. It was ours. We had the old building gone, so they just gave us time to get everything situated with that. And so we prayed again. You know what God told us for the second time around? It's going to be easier than the first time. I was like, hey, God told us it's going to be easier than the last time, and that's got to be really super easy then. <laughs> and it brought joy to my heart. Well, God told me that. Well, you could sit here and itemize it out, figure things out, getting everything together on paper. And that's all well and good. But there's a supernatural help on the other side of that that is far greater than what's on your paper. What's in your bank account? (laughs) And God supersedes that. So he did it again for us and made it easy. But it was all through prayer. There are preludes of prayer before events happen. Over in Ezekiel chapter 22, I'll just read a little bit of that. Over in Ezekiel, we have a nation that that had fallen away from God. What's the first thing God does when a nation turns away from him? Well, it produced judgment upon a nation. But he's going to look for people to pray, to turn things. So uh, over in Ezekiel chapter 22, I'll just do verse 30. It says, I searched for a man from among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the sake of the land that I would not destroy it but I found no one not even one so God's looking for prayers he's looking for people to stand in the gap he's looking for a church of people to stand in the gap for Flint not to side in with what we see it's really easy to side in with what we can see with our eyes. The minute things go haywire, what's your thought like, I saw that coming. Yeah, that's Flint. When you watch the news, are you like, well, that's Flint for you. I have been guilty of that <laughs> when something, somebody's doing something goofy or it's <laughs> something on the news, goofy enough that it made it on the news. I have said, well, there's Flint for you. <laughs> Another day in Flint. <gasps> God doesn't see it like that. So God, if you're here and you live here, then you have a heart for Flint. If you would say, well, I'm just here. I don't really have a heart for this place. I was born and raised here, so I'm just kind of stuck. <laughs> Well, God can give you a heart for your own city. So I believe that's what God's doing. This person gets in the way. So we stand in the gap for God. We're his mouthpiece. And we stand. We're the person that gets in the way of all the obstacles and the things that the enemy's trying to do and the things that are going and turning the wrong way. We come in and say, oh, no, I'm here now. And I'm praying out the will of God, and I have authority to do this. And we begin to turn events and change things through our corporate prayer. I'll give you an example of this corporate a church coming together. There is a church that we know in Minnesota. Pastor and his wife. It's actually a fairly large church, and. Uh, They had, like, an evangelist team. I don't know if it's an evangelist team, but a group of people that uh, started going out into a certain part of the city, kind of like downtown Flint, started going into the city, and they were just witnessing and uh, praying with people. And so when they would come back on Sunday morning and they'd want them to give a report, their report – They said it was almost kind of embarrassing that they really didn't want them to give the report because when they came back, it was like, oh, yeah, we got like one or two um, saved and, you know, to know Jesus. And it was just bare minimum, like hardly anything was happening. And they're going earnestly thinking things are going to happen. But it wasn't. And so this is what they did. They could have sat down like, you know what? It's just not going to happen here. This is a hard place for God to move. People just aren't open to God. And they're just doing their own thing. So, you know, maybe we should do something else and stop doing that. Nope. This is what they did. They got people together to pray. There were seven people. Only seven. We got more than that on a Wednesday night. Seven people for two years, every Monday night, they prayed specifically about this. So they pointed their prayers to a certain area, and they saturated it with prayer. They come together every Monday night just praying, praying out God's will in this. Two years. I don't know about you, but I'd probably give up after a year and be like, Lord, it's not working. It's not working. Two years they stuck with it because God moves. We don't quit and give up because his word says he moves. He's looking for a mouthpiece. And so the stronghold had been broken. There, are, there can be strongholds in cities. There's a stronghold in your city. That we need to break one night in one night when they came, two hundred they had seven before two hundred and fifty people came out, two hundred and fifty they had seven that's supernatural they weren't advertising it, saying, "Hey, everybody come we're gonna have food we're gonna have, there was nothing they just one night praying for 2 years showed up to go out on, onto the streets in 2 hours 2500 people responded sounds like multiplication was going on there 250 people came over 200 or 2500 over 2000 That's a lot more than one or two. And how that happened was through their prayers. Coming together and saying, you know what? We want to see God move in our city, and things are going to change. Because we're saying so, and we're going to be the one to stand in the gap and pray it out. So uh, we were in prayer on Wednesday night at church prayer this past Wednesday. And uh, the pastor's been talking about uh, God's just really giving him more revelation about the doors. Doors of utterance. He went over into the scriptures where Paul is saying, pray for me, the door of utterance be opened. And there's a lot of scriptures about doors in the Bible. And so he's been ministering on that. And Wednesday night he ministered some more on that as it pertains to prayer. So as we were praying, I just said, Lord, I lift up GVC. I lift up this church. We pray out the plan and the purpose of God in this city. And the moment I said that, it was like I could see doors. It was like double doors. And uh, something was standing there holding things up. Well, when you see a picture like that, it all comes together. <laughs> well, now I know where all the trouble is. <laughs> holding things up so things can't come through the door. Things can't be released on the others. Out the door, they're holding it up. Like, uh-uh, nope. We're not letting you get this. And so, as I just, I took my authority. You know, Jesus gave us authority over the enemy over in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 it says that he's raised us up together seated us in heavenly places in that place we are above principalities powers the enemy that rule in this world this is where I'm seated It's where you're seated so why do we live so defeated when we don't have to. But how I saw those doors, and it was like, okay. So in that moment, I knew that God was giving us an assignment. You need to pray about that and get breakthrough. And it opens up more. I could talk more about it. But there's a stronghold in this city. We have known it. And so we need prayers, people to come together and pray. And we're going to see that stronghold come down and turn in our city. And so that affects you, that affects everyone around you. Praise the Lord. And so we're talking about prayer. And when we take the time, to pray, to be the one to stand in the gap. We will see the results and it may not be overnight. We can't just put it in the microwave, pray one prayer and expect, Oh, and then get the right thing out and it show up the next day or in a few hours. (laughs) It's going to take some time, but we're faithful to stick it out and stick with it and give our voice in prayer and when we do things turn and so we bring notebooks on Wednesday night to write down what God's saying and then we write down what we see God doing God's moving remember you can't see the wind blowing i mean you can see you can't see the wind but you can see the results of it we are seeing the results of our prayers there's little things, medium, big. God's moving all the time. He's giving us favor, putting us in the right place at the right time. So this comes through prayer. We saw this over in the, uh, the book of Acts, where there was a wide door opened unto them. They prayed for their cities, wow. Look what God did. It started in Acts 1 when they got filled. But then you keep going through the book of Acts, wow. God moved because they gave voice and prayed, made a road available and prayed it out. So I just wanted to come and encourage you today to come help me pray for your city. You may be watching online. Come be a part, Wednesday nights, 6.30. Come and be a part and give your voice to prayer. You can go ahead and stand. God's moving in your life. God's moving in our kids, and our teenagers. They're wanting more of God. It's because of our prayers. Father, we just thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, that we're coming together as a church in this city to see a turn. Lord, I thank you that you're moving in this church. You're moving in our city and in our nation. This is the best year that we've ever seen yet. I thank you, Lord, for increase in all areas, growth spiritually and naturally. Father, we thank you for this week. We thank you that we'll stand on the word this week, that we'll live according to the word, and that we will take some time and pray a little more and spend time with you in the word. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Well, that's it. Is this the year where you're going to see some change? Is this the year where you'll see restoration in your family? Or is this the year where you're going to allow God to move in your life? We would love the opportunity to help you in that. If you would like more info or if you have any questions, we want to hear from you. You can contact us on our social media sites or directly through our website at gvchurch.tv. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, loving life.